Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. I'm Brian No in for Tim Murray. Trevor Story just went yard. On David Price, Dodgers still lead 4-2. Uh, the, uh, the Mariners have seen their lead go bye-bye. It's now a tie game, 3-3. The A's put a run on the board. Shoddy catching. Shoddy catching. The throw beats the play at the plate, and the catcher, you know, didn't catch the ball. Yeah, Got to catch the ball. Get those odds. Uh, get those outs. Uh, didn't happen. So I thought about it. I thought about just having some action on a game tonight and going with the Seattle Mariners. Do you guys get like this? Do you root for your fictitious bets to be wrong? I do. Maybe I shouldn't. There are a lot of wise guys that say, "Hey, if you're thinking about betting on a game and you don't, if." What you were thinking turns out to be right. That's a good sign. You're on the right track. I I go the other way. I'm not saying they're wrong. I just have a different philosophy. If I walk in here thinking, you know, maybe I'll bet on the Mariners tonight. And I don't enter the bet in. I'm rooting for the Mariners to lose. Right? Because that's money I would have won. So that's how I get down. I don't know how you guys think about it. But uh, that's how I think of it. So I'm, I'm still doing my homework over here. Live radio, it's a beautiful thing. I'm trying to think of the three events that if you were to bet money on those Olympic events, your buddies might look at you like you've, you've got some issues. You've got some serious issues. with. <laughs> I'm still whittling it down here. Right? I'm just looking at the list. I, I think equestrian, it might meddle. 
I'm looking for gold, silver, and bronze in terms of the Olympic events that if your friend were to wager on it, you would look at him sideways like, wow, man, you're in really deep to this betting thing. I think equestrian might medal. We might get a bronze out of it. Think of that. If your buddy was like, oh, man, I got so-and-so out of uh, wherever uh, from uh, Brazil in equestrian, you'd be like, what are you talking about right now? So uh, that might be on the medal stand. We'll see how that unfolds here. Um, I'm looking forward to talking to Jared Smith because I love these dudes that just cover the entire landscape of betting. And I saw a prop bet that was pretty interesting to me today. It was Odell Beckham Jr. He's coming back from the knee injury, right? Toward the ACL. But it was earlier in the season. It wasn't late in the season. And if I just ask you, what do you think Odell Beckham Jr.'s point, what is his prop, what his line is set at in terms of touchdown catches this year? What would you guess it is? I think it's pretty close to where it should be. It's at six. But the under is favored. Under is at minus 140. And I looked at that and I was like, wow, man, just not a whole lot of faith in OBJ this season. I'm really curious. That's one of the things that I will absolutely be, be playing, paying close attention to is what version of Odell Beckham Jr. do we get this season? He's been working out like crazy. He looks great in workouts. What that means in the regular season, we'll find out. But what does Baker Mayfield do? Does he go back to Odell Beckham Jr.? Hasn't seemed to flow very well. So it's not just an OBJ thing coming back from injury and a significant injury at that. It's also, are they on the same page, Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr.? But at six, it caught my attention. And I thought back to the first three seasons when Odell Beckham Jr. was just unbelievable for the Giants and where we are now post-injury and on a team where he's just he's not quite on the same page as the quarterback Baker Mayfield. So that's one of the prop bets that I'll be asking Jared Smith about. Also, I love the off-the-wall stuff. Trevor Lawrence, the rookie, Jags quarterback, his rushing total is at 325.5. I like the under, but I'm going to pick Jared's brain. Keep it locked right here. It's the nightcap on VEASAN. I'm Brian No in for Tim Murray. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. I'm Brian, though, in for Tim Murray. Very pleased to welcome in Jared Smith, sports gambling analyst who covers it all, covers the landscape over here. And uh, I have to ask you about the Olympics. I've been tossing this around here, uh, Jared. If you were to take a bet on an obscure sport in the Summer Olympics, what do you think would be the most obscure where you're like, wow, man, you're really betting on this? You might say this internally. You wouldn't say this to someone at the window, but what sport do you think would, would possibly be on your list in terms of that? I feel like if I had the full list in front of me, I'd be able to pick something out that'd be very funny and also, you know, I guess somewhat entertaining. Um, but off the top of my head, I think surfing would be interesting because <laughs> there actually is a ranking. 
there is a ranking system for surfing. So there actually is some kind of arbitrary way you guys can you know, rank these guys. It's actually funny you mentioned that, though, Brian, because I, I, I knew we were going to talk about it tonight. So I was like, all right, I'll pop on some of the coverage, and I'll see what's on. What's on right now on, on one of the networks, it's guys literally biking up a hill. Like, it looks like my Sunday morning Peloton ride. Like, there's, like they're not really biking that hard. It's like a long-distance race. So it's, I just don't understand some of these sports. Very hard to get a grasp on some of the odds. But if you feel like you have an edge, I would imagine that some of the lines are pretty soft because I don't think there's a lot of information readily available about a lot of these sports. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a weird deal, isn't it? I just I don't know how you guys go about it, like either setting the odds or handicapping this stuff. It's, it's amazing to me to get a read on this. But uh, I don't know. Some people sprinkle a little bit of money here or there, but... Not heavily bet on, and, and we understand why. If we turn our attention, I was just mentioning this, Jared. Some player prop bets in the NFL. Odell Beckham Jr., coming back from a significant injury, his touchdown total is set at six in terms of touchdown receptions. Mm. What do you think of immediately when it comes back, when we get Odell coming back from injury, and then also he just hasn't been on the same page as Baker Mayfield. Do you lean over or under in terms of that total? I think the touchdown props themselves can be very difficult to really, you know, grasp a certain number. I, I can give you my overall feelings about Odell Beckham and the Browns offense. I really do like Kevin Stefanski, and I really like that offensive line a lot. Now, that being said, I do skew them more of a running team. And I, I, I think if the Browns are going to be really successful this year, it's because both of their running backs and Baker Mayfield have success running the football. And they've got one of the best backfields. Uh, in the NFL, and if you can continue to, you know, make big plays in the play-action game, which is what Kevin Stefanski is really known for, uh, I think that's where Odell Beckham becomes more of a factor. So I, I think the props themselves very difficult. If I had to pick that one, I would lean to the under, just because I think all of the props in general, you get inherent value to the under. So if I'm undecided on one, I think the coin flip 51-49, I would always lean to the under, unless I have a really strong feeling on someone to the over, because injuries the bye weeks, everything that's new this year with the schedule all plays a factor when you're betting an over on a prop. So if you're undecided and you know you want to make a play on something, I kind of lean to the under on most, and I do view the Browns as more of a running team at their core. If we stay in that division, the Ravens have the, the best odds to win the AFC North, followed by the Browns. If it's between those teams, well, look at the whole division. If you want to add the Steelers there, where do you lean in the AFC North to win that division? I like what Baltimore did in the offseason, you know, bulking up both lines. I mean, I, you know, they're kind of the gold standard. But I'll be honest, Cleveland, you know, and I've seen some movement come in in the market in them. In fact, I, I, that's one of the things that I do very, you know, I, I keep a really close eye on a lot of the offseason Super Bowl movement. And I try to, you know, over the course of from the Super Bowl last year when the odds literally came out hot off the press, uh, I'd make another bookmark usually around the draft. And then right around this time, right before training camp is when I'll make another bookmark. Of the non-Aaron Rodgers teams, meaning Packers, Broncos, Bears, NFC North, uh, the, the Browns were one of the biggest movers in the offseason. Saw a lot of money come in on them. So uh, I, I think Cleveland is one of those kind of hot teams. You know, they've been hot for, for a couple years in the betting markets, maybe a little too hot uh, in you know recent years. But I think they earned a little bit of clout, a little bit of street cred last year, getting to the playoffs, winning a playoff game, competing against Kansas City on the road. Uh, I think the Browns are a tough team, and I think it's going to be a two-man race in that division. Uh, between Cleveland and Baltimore. Yeah, I would agree with you. And, you know, I wanted to run by, sometimes I like to run by my logic 
by you guys who, who just live, breathe, eat this stuff. And I'm like, is this legit logic or is it square logic? But I look at Lamar Jackson, and although he's dynamic, he just takes so many risks running the football, takes a lot of punishment. I just, if I got to break the tie, I'm going with the Browns instead of the Ravens because Lamar Jackson, he takes a lot of punishment on the field. He does a lot of things. He just seems like he's unbreakable. He's in this unbreakable mindset off the field where he's somersaulting over sea dews and playing like pickup <laughs> games of football on cement and courts. And it's like, what is going on? Is that legit logic to say, I- I'm worried about Lamar suffering a big time injury based on his style of play? Yeah. I-, I mean, I think that's the looming specter of anyone. I mean, you want to talk about Josh Allen, Kyler Murray guys, you know, I think Kyler Murray's really in that category because you really saw the Cardinals offense suffer immensely last year. And even though he played through a lot of those nicks and cuts and bumps and bruises, you know, there was a big dividing line in Arizona season when Kyler Murray was healthy and when he wasn't. Um, and, and you can absolutely say the same thing about Lamar Jackson. It, you know, it, it, uh, do I have a crystal ball and am I going to be able to tell you with 100% or even 90 or 80 or 70% certainty that Lamar Jackson is going to finish the season? Absolutely not. That's why it's the NFL. That's why it's such a that's why it's not for long. And that's why it's such a tough league to predict week after week. I, I will say this. Baltimore did everything else around Lamar Jackson. They beat they beat up the lines. They didn't address the wide receiver position. And I think a lot of Ravens fans would you know gripe with that still. Um, but you don't necessarily need the impact wide receiver, but we've seen other quarterbacks thrive, especially last year with Stephon Diggs being kind of the big one that really turned around, you know, the course of that Bills offense with the emergence of Josh Allen as well in that third year. So I think Baltimore's done enough around Lamar. I'd obviously like to see him stay healthy, but there's no way to predict that. So we just have to kind of take it game by game, week to week. That's why the futures market in the NFL can be very tricky. He's Jared Smith, sports gambling analyst, joining us here on the nightcap on VEASAN. One more player prop that just caught my eye. Tua Tungavailoa, his passing yardage for the season. It's at 39.50 and a half. What do you think about the upgrades the Dolphins have made and Tua what, getting close to 4,000 yards passing this year? Do you see that happening? If he plays. Um... Two is the biggest wild card, I think, in maybe the entire conference in the AFC. The Dolphins are ready to roll. Uh, the Dolphins have, I think, one of the best young head coaches in the league. They've got talent, uh, you know, at tons of positions. Granted, I think the secondary, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens with the Howard thing. But uh, I, I really like, I, I really like this Dolphins team a lot. But we don't know what we're going to get with two. It seems like a mixed bag every week. And the difference this year, you don't have Ryan Fitzpatrick as the closer to come in off the bench and get the job done. So I, I think that's the biggest question. We're going to good glint. And, I, you know, the preseason isn't going to matter as much this year for a lot of teams. It's going to matter for the Dolphins. There's going to be some teams where the preseason uh, is going to be, you know, they cut the game and we don't really know what the, you know, the personnel is going to look like. But I think the preseason is going to matter for the Dolphins. I, I, I'd like to see, you know, the Cowboys are another one of those teams I think the preseason is going to matter for because of the uncertainty with Dak Prescott. So teams that have uncertainty at key positions, quarterback being the number one, uh, I, I think the preseason will give you a big glimpse into how teams feel, how aggressive offensive coordinators and coaches might be willing to be if they let those starters, you know, a Dak or a Tua, maybe go a little bit longer in the preseason than we're normally used to seeing. I think that'll give you an inclination of how teams feel or maybe how much work a team needs and a quarterback needs uh, under center. I, I know you've got some thoughts on a couple of uh, NFL teams in terms of their futures. It caught my attention. I'm curious where you stand on the 49ers and also the Titans. What are you seeing from those teams this year? 
Yeah, you know, these are teams, and I think with San Francisco, it's it's the luck thing, you know, and, and, and I hate using that word because it, it's a fluky thing, but, you know, gambling is fluky too. But San Francisco was decimated with injuries last year. They were brutal in turnovers, and turnovers are the flukiest statistic in the NFL. That tends to balance out. And despite those issues that they had, they still had the sixth best defense, according to the analytics last year. I love the offensive line additions that they made. The Jimmy G, Trey Lance thing is going to be something to watch. This is a make or break year for Kyle Shanahan. They've got the easiest schedule in the NFL. And that's kind of surprising. When you look at the win totals of the teams that they're facing, they have the easiest schedule in the NFL. I like the over 10.5 wins. I think they're an 11-12 win team, no doubt. Of course, you get the extra game this year. For Tennessee, I, I think it's the opposite. I don't like their win total because I don't like their cross-division opponents. Uh, they face the NFC West, which is obviously really tough, and the AFC East with the Bills and the Patriots. We'll see how the Dolphins are. Um, but the other teams in their division have to face those teams too. So I like the Titans at plus money to win the division. Improved defense. They were brutal on defense last year. They got better. Bud Dupree, Caleb Farley in the first round I think is huge. And, of course, we know how bad this division is going to be. The Jaguars have a rookie quarterback, rookie head coach. The Texans are supposed to be worse than the Jaguars. They're underdogs at home in week one. So I think the Titans have plus money to win the AFC South. They've been there before. This is an experienced quarterback. Little concern with Arthur Smith's departure, but you still got the head coach, Mike Vrabel, in there and, and the guy that came in to replace uh, you know, the offensive coordinator has a lot of experience in the system. He was a tight ends coach, so it's going to be the same system. Tannehill's shown us a lot. Right, we'll see what happens with Julio Jones as well. That's going to be a fun combo this year. But I think the Titans are plus money to win the division is a really good bet. I'm with you on that, and I'll stick in that division with you. If you look at the Colts and Carson Wentz, you mentioned Tua having a huge range between maybe he plays really well, maybe he stinks, right? I think the same can be said about Carson Wentz. What do you anticipate from Carson Wentz on a new team this year? Well, that's, you know, it actually goes hand in hand with the, with the Titans handicap. You know, obviously the Jaguars and the Texans being the weakest part of that division, but the Colts, you know, the Colts are still a really good team, uh, you know, top to bottom. But I do think there's going to be an adjustment with Wentz. You know, it, it's weird. The, 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 the Colts are just, they, they are, they continue to struggle to really, I think, find that, that true quarterback. And, you know, they've, they've really struggled since Luck to really find that guy. Um, you know, and they went from Peyton to Luck, and, and, you know, that took a couple of years, too. They had that brutal season, and, and, and now I think they're going to continue to struggle at the most important position in football. I mean, you know, anyone on the East Coast here that watches a lot of NFC East football knows just how bad Carson Wentz has been. I can't imagine new system. It's going to just click and turn on like a light bulb for him. Uh, I would imagine there's going to be struggles there. Now, granted, he is in the – I think it's the worst division in football with two teams that sh probably won't win more than four or five games. So he's going to have a chance to kind of, you know, get his feet wet in, in, in the division a little bit, a little bit of an easier division in the AFC South than it was in the NFC East. But I definitely think the Colts are going to take a step back, no doubt. He's Jared Smith, sports gambling analyst, joining us here on the Nightcap on VEASAN. I like to go blank canvas from time to time, so not – necessarily the NFL could be college football could be baseball could be anything what's something that you feel very strongly about any type of bet on the board where do you look well I'll be honest I've been watching the Mets play the last few games and 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 I, I'm starting to really believe in this team I don't know what it is I'm a, Yan I'm a Yankees fan here in New York which is very uh it, it almost it's like vinegar the words are like vinegar coming out of my mouth but the Mets are giving me 2009 Yankees vibes kind of walk off you know 
you know, crazy plays and comebacks and those types of, you know, resilient performances. You can still get them at 9, 10 to 1. Uh, the, the rest of the division is an absolute disaster. And I think the Dodgers are a little bit weak. I think the Padres are really strong, but we'll see what happens with the Dodgers down the stretch. If they can kind of find their mojo again, I think the Giants are a little bit too of a paper tiger at the top of that division. So I think the National League is, is up for grabs this year. Um, even though you've got the defending champs in there with uh, L.A. And, and, and I like this Mets price. I think they've got the pitching. Uh, if they can get into, uh, you know, a divisional round with their best of five, you throw DeGrom at the top. Stroman and Walker have been fantastic. Uh, and the kid who pitched tonight, Tyler McGill, has been really good. He's a, he's, a, he's a young, one of those young arms, one of those new young arms that the Mets have. So, you, you know, it's, it's obviously not going to cash for a while, but uh, I'm, considering, I'm considering making a futures play on the Mets uh, sooner rather than later. Um, does the unknown with Trevor Bauer's status when he comes back, if he comes back this year, does that get you thinking about the Mets from that standpoint as well? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, let's let's match that up in a, in a, in a five-game series right now. I, I mean, what is it, Bueller, DeGrom in game one? Let's say no Trevor Bauer. You know, it, it, you know, is Kershaw still your game one starter? I, I don't think so. Uh, you know, I, so I, I think there's some questions for sure at the top of that Dodgers rotation. Uh, if, if Trevor Bauer continues to miss time, I, I don't know what that situation is. That that situation obviously is something you need to keep a very close eye on, and I would probably wait to make that bet as long as possible. But the Mets keep winning games. The rest of the division keeps kind of you know feeding off of each other, and, and all of a sudden, New York, I think New York's the longest first-place team in baseball this year. I think they've been in first place for almost three months. Um, and, and, and they've been front-running the entire year. So uh, impressive stuff in Queens this season. Can't say the same about uh, the team in the Bronx, especially after tonight's game. But I, I like the moxie with this Mets team. They've got a little bit of that fight, uh, and, and they certainly have the pedigree at the top of the rotation uh, to make some noise in October. And we know in October, it's all about the pitching. i got to ask you while we're talking about baseball, we'll just close on this. Otani, like normally I roll my eyes like, oh, here we go again with the, sw- the, the home run derby screwed up his swing, but... He's been brutal since the All-Star break. Do you think there's anything to it with him? Not the Derby. The der- derby was fine for Soto. Soto came back and was mashing afterwards. Um, I, 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 listen, o- Otani is, is, a, is an enigma, and, and he is going to wow us at every turn. But at the end of the day, he's still a human being, and he's been asked to do a lot this year. So to expect him to continue that output at the level he was at the entire season, uh, I think is is just you know it's disingenuous on our end, and and you know we're setting the bar a little bit too high. I mean I, I you know he is what 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 he does on every day like it's it's truly remarkable what what he's able to accomplish both on the mound and at the plate. So I think we've got maybe cut him a little slack. <laughs> that makes sense. I like it. The New Yorker saying, cut him some slack. You guys are so uptight over here. It's beautiful. It's a great way to close, man. I enjoyed it tonight, Jared. I hope you have a great evening. Hopefully we can do it again soon. Thank you, Jim. All right, man. There he is. Jared Smith, sports gambling expert. Good stuff. Analyst. I go expert. All right, coming up next, Vaccinations. It won't bore you to death. I'm Brian, though. It is the nightcap here on Beeson. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, dance. Time to put on your lucky pair of Crocs and channel your inner fortune teller because your prediction might just make you $10,000 richer. The Crocs Hoops Draft Prediction Challenge is coming and dare we say free to play on DraftKings.com. 
If the odds are in your favor, 10 G's could be yours. Learn more at DraftKings.com slash Crocs. Okay, so uh, I will, before the completion of this show, I will come up with the uh, three Olympic sports that I believe would be the most degenerate ways to bet on the Olympics if you were to do that. I have been fascinated by this. By the way, the Dodgers offense woke up. I put a run on the board. They got the run back uh, that the Rockies, uh, Rockies put up a couple of runs. Uh, Dodgers got one of the runs back, made some offensive noise. So uh, Dodgers right now still on top of those Colorado Rockies. The uh, I, I can't quite say feisty Colorado Rockies, but you get these division games, wild things happen. Still 3-3, top of the seventh, Mariners and A's. So keep you updated on that as well. Now, um, I'm not going to do a whole thing on this because I know there's great COVID fatigue, but I do. I find this to be very interesting. By the way, Dodgers, there was a pitching change. They're up 5-3, runner on first with two outs in the sixth. So 5-3 lead for the Dodgers. So the news today, you have two assistant coaches that are out of jobs because they've refused to get vaccinated. You had Rick Dennison, who was the offensive line coach and also the run game coordinator with the Vikings. He's been let go. And also Patriots co-offensive line coach, Cole Popovich. He's out of a job too. Wouldn't get vaccinated. Didn't agree with it. Now, these are assistant coaches. It's not going to swing the lines in any certain way, right? We're not, we're not going to see the point spreads. The point the team total and the likelihood of the Vikings winning the, a the NFC North, it's got less to do with Rick Dennison's departure and more to do with the possibility of Aaron Rodgers retiring. That we all understand. But it gets me thinking about some of these people, whether it's coaches, it's players, if you're dug in on not getting vaccinated, you've got two assistant coaches. They're out of jobs. They're like, no, I... Rick Dennison was in the NFL for 27 years. He had that much experience. So if you look at, from a player prop bet perspective, I'll bring it back to DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins said, yeah, I might have to think about retiring if I were forced to get vaccinated. What's interesting to me is I would shy away from taking the over with an outspoken player when it comes to not getting vaccinated. Because... If an unvaccinated player contracts COVID, they have to be in isolation for 10 days. That, that could be two games right there. And that could be the difference between your over bet hitting and you ripping your over ticket up because it didn't hit. So, and if you compare it to a vaccinated player, vaccinated player contracts COVID. You're talking 24 hours. If there are two negative tests and he's asymptomatic, he can go back and play. It's a huge difference. You've got as little as 24 hours for a vaccinated player, potentially, and at least 10 days for an unvaccinated player. So I find that to be compelling, and I would absolutely keep that in mind. If I'm looking at DeAndre Hopkins at 1350 and a half, his receiving yardage total, for this season, I, uh, no, I'm not playing the over. If I'm playing one way or the other, I'm playing the under. And you could, you could look at it and say, well, he could change his mind. 
He, he could just go and get vaccinated before the season. Yeah, it's possible. But I think tying it back to these coaches that are out of jobs, they're gone. Uh, I think that some of these players that say, no, I'm against this, I'm not getting vaccinated, some of them will mean it. And as a gambler, I have to take that information into account. So that's how I would tie that together. All right, coming up next, we will get to, uh, is there, what are the chances of a shakeup in this division? I'm going incredibly slim, but we'll look at the division nevertheless. And also one of the prop bets that has caught my eye. It has caught my attention. A quarterback that is known for his arm. Why the rushing total intrigues me so much. Sometimes I don't understand myself. You know, I don't know why this intrigues me so much, but I'm fascinated by this prop bet. I'll let you know which player it is and which way I'm leaning. It is the nightcap. I'm Brian No in for Tim Murray. This is VEASAN. VEASAN football betting guides are coming soon, and there's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bet on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide is only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both. Now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at vsun.com slash subscribe. Okay, one of these player prop bets that caught my attention. I love this. I'm fascinated by it. Trevor Lawrence, Jags rookie quarterback. His rushing total. It's at 325 and a half. Now, I, I don't know. This might be a bad comparison, but I don't think so. If you look at Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert's an athletic quarterback. He didn't rush very much last year. And I, it could be similar to Trevor Lawrence. Now, a few things we could get knee-deep into this, but if you look at Justin Herbert last season, started 15 games. He rushed for 234 yards. I could see something similar with Trevor Lawrence. Now, Trevor Lawrence, very athletic quarterback, you probably remember that long touchdown run he had in the playoff a couple of years ago against Ohio State. A great athletic play. Ran down the left sideline, left everybody in the dust. He's got that athletic ability. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't see him going over that total. I could be wrong. And if you look at Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert suffered was a collarbone injury in college. And so he's been a little bit more careful about how he runs with the ball. So it might not be the perfect comparison. I just think that uh, Trevor Lawrence, I don't expect him to be running in the NFL close to what he did at Clemson. I think he's going to take uh, more care of his body. That's what I anticipate. So I actually, I would take the under on that prop bet. I love it, though. Man, you talk about sweating it out. If you bet the Trevor Lawrence under, 325 and a half in terms of his season rushing total. You're sweating that out each week. If Trevor Lawrence rips off a 25-yard run, you're like, oh my gosh, that's a, a chunk of it right there, you know? 
But it could be fun if you're thinking about getting down on a Jags prop bet. A couple others that I saw. You've got James Robinson, who rushed for over 1,000 yards last year as an undrafted rookie. And also Travis Etienne. They're both at 650 and a half for their rushing yardage this season. How much less of a workload does James Robinson get? He, he was successful last year. I, I don't get the draft pick of Travis Etienne. Of course, Robinson's carries, his touches are going to go down. You don't draft a, a player in the first round and then just let him sit. Unless you're the Packers. Uh, sorry, there's a caveat to that. Unless you're the Packers, then you would draft Jordan Love and just nah, let him sit. You know, that sort of thing. But typically, first round picks see the field and their contributors. So, of course, the workload of James Robinson is going to go down. It, does it go down enough where he's under 650 and a half? I don't know that it does. I just flat out don't understand the draft pick of Travis Etienne. Maybe he gets a lot of carries. He gets a, a role. But when you are envisioning Etienne as your Percy Harvin, that, that's what a lot of coaches do. They try to find the next version of what worked for them at a previous stop or years ago. The Raiders did that for years, trying to mimic the vertical passing attack. You had that with Steve Spurrier when he was with Washington, when he was in the NFL, and he's just trying to bring in all these ex-Florida players. That's what Urban Meyer is doing. That draft pick of Travis Etienne, that's him trying to find his Percy Harvin. That's what he's doing. I don't think he found it. And I also think that LaVisca Chenault, you can bring him into the backfield and get him some carries and have him do his work in the slot. And He's a very good hybrid player. Um, so I, I just don't understand. I don't get it. I, that's a luxury pick to me. If you go running back in the first round, uh, that's more of a, a luxury to have if, if, if you're a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars and you've got holes galore. You got holes on the roster galore to address. I, I just I don't think it makes sense to go with the luxury pick. I'm not this guy that says never draft a running back in the first round. I don't subscribe to that. I think you can find value if it's late in the first round. Like I think there is some value there. It, it depends case by case, but I'm not one that says never do it. It doesn't make sense. But I didn't think it made sense to draft Travis Etienne in the first round. By the way, while I'm talking NFL here, uh, just a brief thing to mention. Tom Brady, I caught one of his tweets today. And it was the how it started versus how it's going. How has this not died yet? How is this still a thing? But Brady had the side-by-side, showed himself, which I believe to be as a rookie in his very early days, had a shaved head. So that's how it was. And now how it's going. He had himself with seven Super Bowl rings, right? Just right there across all the fingers. And, uh, okay, Brady, he's absolutely loosened the collar when it comes to his presence on social media. He's having fun, you know? Maybe he's, like, listening to the nightcap more, and he's having some fun, right? I don't know what's going on here, but he's changed it. It's mainly because he's not in Foxborough anymore. (laughs) Tampa... A little bit of a different situation here, but I bring up Brady because of this. You see his prop bet for passing total, for passing touchdowns. His total is 36 and a half. I mean, just let that sink in for a second. The man is 44 years old. 
and his prop bet is at 36 and a half. Of course, had 40 touchdowns last year. I would, I would take the under on that. Not because I think Father Time is going to have its way with Tom Brady. I just look at that division, and I think that Tom Brady, I, I don't know. I think there are going to be games with the strength of that overall roster and bringing all of these players back. The 31 players for Tampa, the top guys in minutes last year, all 31 of those guys are back this year, all the starters on offense and defense. So I think they're going to be in some laughers. And I think that when the game is in hand, you want to get Tom Brady off the field. I'm going to take the under on that. But you get an extra game. You've got some opponents in the division where it's favorable in terms of Brady putting up numbers. So I could be dead wrong. Could be dead wrong. But I'm going to take the under on that. I think that there's going to be some boat race syndrome in Brady um, getting some time on the sideline and not risking injury. So give me the under on that. Okay, we close it down. With a possible shakeup, could it be in the last remaining division? I say no. I say no chance. And also, the Olympics, the most degenerate sport to bet on. Keep it locked right here. It is the Nightcap on VEASAN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my game. Indeed delivers great candidates fast. In fact, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. More at Indeed.com slash credit. Okay. Shake-up city in the AFC West. I I don't see it happening. I don't. I, uh, I think the Chargers could have a really good season. If you look at the Chargers odds, like this is... It's criminal in my mind for the Broncos at a couple of sports books to have better odds than the Chargers. I just, I don't believe in the Broncos. But I think the Chargers, who had some key injuries last year, getting Derwin James back, you have Justin Herbert. Like, we talk about this all the time, how important it is to have a sound quarterback, to have a franchise quarterback. By all indications, based on his rookie season, The Chargers have one in Justin Herbert, yet the Broncos, without a quarterback, the two-headed monster of Drew Locke and Teddy Two Gloves, I I like the Chargers much more in this division. So uh, the only question is, I think, who's coming in second place? Because the Chiefs are just, they're too nasty. When you have arguably the best quarterback in all of football in Patrick Mahomes, and you've got Andy Reid dialing up the plays, and you've got playmakers galore, and Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. And I don't see the Chiefs. They would have to be like the 49ers last year to lose this division. They would have to be absolutely wrecked by injury. And I doubt that happens. So, yeah, shake-up city, no. I don't see that happening whatsoever. I think it's also interesting when you look at the Raiders. Man, you look at those odds. Drafts Kings, 20-1. to 1. To win the division, that was a 500 team last year. Now, I don't like their losses on the offensive line. I think that's a lot to compensate for. No Rodney Hudson, no Gabe Jackson. And that defense was just, it was disgraceful last year. It was brutal. It's been brutal under John Gruden. So I can see that the Raiders have long odds. I I just don't understand how, like, refresh my memory. Didn't the Raiders have a better season last year than Denver? What upgrades has Denver made where you look at them as basically 5-1 to one to win the division and the Raiders are 20-1? to one? That's insane. That's crazy to me. So, I don't know if this is 
like some anticipation that maybe Aaron Rodgers ends up in a Broncos uniform, that would be the only thing that makes legitimate sense in my mind. I just don't see either Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater making a leap this year. So I, I count me out on believing in the Broncos. And I just think they screwed it up. I do. I think that in order to win the lottery, you have to play the lottery. In order to get a franchise quarterback, you've got to take swings at finding a franchise quarterback. And the Broncos didn't do that. They went with the corner with the ninth overall pick. And look, Patrick Sertan, he might be great in the NFL. Possibly. But if you don't have a quarterback in that division, you're done. You're done before the season even begins. You can't head in with Locke and Teddy and expect to take down the Chiefs. You can't even walk in expecting to secure second place when you have that behind center. So I think they screwed it up. I don't know if Justin Fields pans out. I don't know if Mac Jones pans out. But I know if you don't take a stab at it, you have no chance at finding a franchise quarterback. You're going to be stuck with what you've had. You've got Drew Locke where the light bulb hasn't gone on, and you've got Bridgewater who's exactly that. He's a bridge quarterback. He's appropriately named. You're not making any ground up that way. So I'm in the business of rolling the dice. And I know other people differ, and they say, only if you believe this is the guy. Like, forget all that. Sometimes you're dead wrong. You could believe something to your core, and it doesn't happen that way. Just because you believe it doesn't make it so. So I don't believe in this, well, unless you believe Justin Fields is the guy. No, no, no. He was a stud at Ohio State. Maybe he's the guy. That's good enough for me, believe it or not. And I know my job would hang in the balance, but I'm making that happen with the possibility that he's our franchise quarterback. Justin Fields, in other years... He'd be in the mix of being the number one overall pick, and he fell to number nine overall, and you go with the corner. Unbelievable. But it ties to the biggest story of the evening, which is the possibility of Aaron Rodgers retiring. And this wouldn't be of the Andrew Luck variety, I don't believe. There's too much money. There's so much cash for Aaron Rodgers to make, and Aaron Rodgers hasn't been nearly as banged up as Andrew Luck was. So I don't think this is... Aaron Rodgers, if it even happens, it's inside sources. There, There's traction to this where Aaron Rodgers could possibly retire. If he does, I think it's more the Carson Palmer variety where he retires for a little bit just to get away from the team he doesn't want to play for anymore, and then he's elsewhere. I think it would be more that variety than walking away for good like, like Andrew Luck did. Uh, but with that being said... I mean, where Aaron Rodgers ends up, where he's playing football, your guess is as good as mine. I thought that Aaron Rodgers would be back in a Packers uniform based on all of the conversation where there's, you've got sports books all around town here in Vegas. They're taking the Packers NFC North odds off the board, or they've changed them dramatically, like here at Circa. So I'm surprised by that. I thought Aaron Rodgers would look and say, you know what? Grinning and bearing it for one more year with a legitimate chance to win a Super Bowl in Green Bay, that's my best option. And I'll force my way out after this season. I, according to these stories, that might not be the path he takes. Now, we're not even at training camp yet. So this could be 
a, a big-time bluff. We're in a high-stakes game of poker over here. So it could be more of a bluff than what he's actually going to do. Okay, tomorrow, if we spin this forward, UFC in action. TJ Dillashaw. Now, I find this to be a really intriguing fight. He's taking on Corey Sandhagen. Corey's a big-time favorite. Corey's at minus 195. TJ Dillashaw is at plus 170. I like Dillashaw. Now, here's the deal. He's been out of the octagon for over two years. He got popped for PEDs. He was using EPO. And so he's been out of the octagon for over two years. But I just think that the motivation to try to prove that you aren't just the, the benefactor of, of using PEDs, right? Like, you've got talent. There's more to you than just the smack that you're taking to make you a better fighter. I, I think that is huge. I think that goes a long way. And we've seen long layoffs before. We've seen George St. Pierre have a long layoff come back just fine. Uh, we just saw this with Misha Tate. She was out for years, and she came back in just one. So the layoff doesn't bother me too much. And I think the motivation being there, if I can get it at plus 170, I'm going to take that. I will. I'll take 170 with TJ Dillashaw tomorrow evening. Um, also, I've been teasing it, and really I've been delaying. I've just been trying to buy time is what I've been doing. Is I'm trying to come up with the, uh, the three Olympic sports where if your buddy were to bet on them, you would say, dude, I think you're a compulsive gambler at this stage. <laughs> what are the top three? Okay, I think we have to, like, medal stand, equestrian makes the list. You have to really put yourself in this place, okay? Your friend says, oh, man, I got 500 bucks on so-and-so to win equestrian. You'd look like, what are you talking about? Like, it's so out of the ordinary. That sport, I think it at least deserves the bronze medal in degenerate gambling. Yeah, so I'm going to put equestrian right there. Number two on the list. I'm going to go water polo. I'm going water polo number two on the list in dege degenerate gambling. If your buddy said, oh yeah, dude, I'm taking Sweden here. Their water polo is off the charts. Right? <laughs> Look at him. like He's a maniac. You know? I would put that number two on the list. And number one on the list, degenerate bets that could be made during the Olympics. And there is fierce competition. Fencing, rowing. I mean, quick, wow me with what you know about rowing. Who's one of the favorites? You can't look at any odds. Who's one of the favorites? I don't know either, exactly. That's in the running as well. I think Taekwondo would be in the running. I don't anticipate too many diehard Taekwondo followers out there where you have a, a real grasp of who to bet on, who to avoid. So solid, solid competition for the gold medal of the degenerate gambling Olympics. I am going to put number one on the list, artistic gymnastics. That's what I'm putting. If one of my buddies said, oh yeah, man, I got 500 bucks on artistic gymnastics this year, I, 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 I'd be like, I don't even know you anymore. I don't know who you are. Quick check the scorebar. 
We've got the Dodgers still up 5-4. Rockies, pesky Rockies. Put a run on the board here in the eighth. They've got a runner in scoring position. You've got uh, Charlie Blackman on second base trying to get uh, uh, home to tie the score. Right, two outs in the top of the eighth. Are we going to see another blown save? Could it happen again to the Dodgers? Oh, man, here comes Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts pulling the strings. What does he do? He's going to the bullpen. Who's he bringing in? Huh? Could it be our man? It can't be. Can it? It can't be Kenley again. Can it? No, it's not Kenley. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see if it's a blown save this evening. Hey, had a lot of fun. Good times filling in for Tim Murray. Hope to do it again sometime soon. Best of luck to you betting tomorrow if you're not getting in on in-game action. I'm Brian No in for Tim Murray. Keep it locked right here on VEASAN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 